Welcome to Shit Talk Fridays, a podcast where we talk about all things lifestyle and relationships with a splash of controversy. So let's get into our topics for tonight. Uh, We have some fun ones for you. And these topics come from comments that we have recently come to read from previous posts that we put on our TikTok. And the reason why we're deciding to talk about these is because these are comments that can directly be answered or should be answered by a woman and a man. Because I think if you have the conversation with same sex, you're really not going to get to the nitty gritty of yeah, it. You definitely need two perspectives on this one. Yeah. So our topics are, is it easier for women to have sex? And then later on in the hour, we'll be talking about how Eva and I came to be a couple. And that comes from a couple of people on TikTok who asked us, how we got together because we had a clip where Evo had said when we got back together. And that sparked a lot of people's interest as to how we were together at one point and then how we then later on rekindled our romance. Yeah, right. I mean, with the, we were kind of like touching on um, how certain people idolize relationships but yeah. never really truly know how the beginning came to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and in our case... It wasn't something that was ideal, yeah. Uh, and it, it ended up where it is right now. But we were making a comment how if someone saw me at that time, yeah, that they probably wouldn't have looked twice at me. And so people started to wonder, like, well, then how did you get back together? Yeah. And they want to know that story. So we're going to touch on that uh, and fill you guys in. And you know what, guys the- and gals, I'm yeah. sorry. Mm, God damn it. Uh, you know what that immediately made me think about when um, someone like was asking about our past. And how people that we've known throughout our our relationship had asked us or had said that they kind of wish they had what we had. It made me think about that quote from J. Cole song when he was like, I want that Will and Jada love. Mm. <laughs> and now there's things that have come out yep. that have really like slighted against their relationship. But I still respect them so much. And there's nothing about their dynamic that has changed in my eyes because... The people that I feel like comment on those type of things that happen in a relationship and make it seem like Will or Jada could do better in whichever case, I don't really know if they really understand what it takes to be in a long-term relationship. Yeah. There's a lot of shit that goes on. And uh, we'll get into we how we got will. started later on. So let's start off with, is it easier for women to have sex? And the reason why this came about is because I had po- we had posted a clip on TikTok that talked about um, the reason why men value a woman that has potentially had less partners. And when I tell you, the men came in the comments like, yes, of course, it's more valuable, blah, 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 and all this other stuff. But then there were a lot of men that were saying this one thing over and over again, which is women sleep with who they want and men sleep with who they can. And I found that comment so interesting because then that makes me think, is it easier for women to have sex or are men easier at putting out? Um. You know, my perspective on this is that you cannot equally compare the two. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that they are comparable because mainly women and men are looking for different things when it comes to physical experiences. I would 
firmly agree yeah. on that. But at face value, yes, it does seem that women um, have more opportunities than men. Yeah. Um, you know, if a, if a woman goes out to a bar, you know, she's probably most of the night having to, you know, decline approaches from men um, or women or whoever, mm -hmm. just being, you know, declining approaches um, and basically, you know, almost like fighting her way just to go home alone or back to her significant other. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if uh, if a, if a, a girl or a woman opens up um, a dating app account, I mean, it'll, it'll only be a matter of minutes, maybe hours before she started getting flooded mm -hmm. with, you know, offers and men approaching or other people approaching them for for um whatever um and that's mainly based because like when women seek an, a, a sexual experience they're seeking an emotional connection to of some sort mm -hmm. you know doesn't have to be a big one or or it can be a big one but there is that that um that approach to it mm -hmm. as to where men are looking for more of a physical experience men are looking to get laid yes Women are looking to have a sexual experience. A sexual experience. So, that being said, um, women are going to be more selective about it because it takes a lot more than just a physical experience to satisfy that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, they have to analyze more. They really have to, you know. And the thing is, is that even though women get approached a lot more than men get approached, it doesn't necessarily mean that those... Um, those people approaching them are what they're looking for. Yeah. Which is why a lot of women and, you know, and younger women or older girls um, end up declining because it's just a lot of like things that they just are just not interested in. Doesn't doesn't feel that need. It doesn't spark them within. You know what I mean? And they're looking for something to make them feel good, you know, initially, you know, and kind of like see where that goes, you know. Yeah. And even that's a bit of a journey. And it's to totally something different for men. So I feel like based on that, there is no really comparing the two like one is one gets more than the other, you know, because they're both looking for two different things. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think what we can say is like you kind of touched on it a little bit already is that the opportunity presents itself more for women. But yes. that does not mean that the opportunity that is presented is an opportunity that we want to take part in. Absolutely. And you know what? There is a downside to that for women that I didn't didn't initially realize, but I do mm. now is that. Women, ha they end up becoming the object of someone's desires, mm -hmm. you know? And when I, when I learned about that, I'm like, I almost felt a little like, like disgusting, if, like be being looked at as an object, you know, of someone else's desires. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately, that's something that women have to deal with a lot. You know, when you said that there's something that you didn't realize that happens to women, I thought you were going to say something different, but I'm going to tell you what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say what I have experienced, which is we become somewhat desensitized. And yeah. it then allows us to then look at all men almost the same to an extent. Mm -hmm. So when we're constantly being pursued by men that want to get laid, we then will block almost any advance and won't give a lot of men a chance because of how many other men have approached us in a way that was not to our, I guess, potential satisfaction, you know, or it, it's not really going to give us that experience that we're looking for. So 
it's unfortunate that sometimes a woman will be approached by a man that may not be in the most confident in his approach. And that man may be the man that that woman could have that experience with. But because mm -hmm. of all the other men that have mm -hmm. approached us, we're just like, nah, nah, guy, you get the fuck out of here. I don't want to drink. I don't want to, I don't want your phone number. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to change Instagram and it sucks. And I think sometimes some of the best ways to meet a person is going to be in an environment where I guess your guard almost isn't up, you know, where you're maybe yes. just going somewhere with no, with no like expectation of meeting someone like, you know, going to a bar or going to like a party or whatever it is. But like maybe if you're just, I don't know, going to a friend's house for dinner and they invite another friend over mm -hmm. and it happens to be like, you know, I feel like sometimes that's why those situations are a little bit more helpful yeah i would i would like to say that there has to be something uh interesting and refreshing about the approach mm. you know i mean women uh are complex individuals when it comes to um satisfying them emotionally mm -hmm. um and so when you have these men approaching girls and women you know with just your basic like what's up girl you know or like you know that up and down look with the with the you know, the licking of the lips or whatever, you know, trying to oh like, you God. know, yeah, I mean, it's some just fuck boy shit, some fuck boy shit. You know, um, I can see how that just, you know, you're going to hit a brick wall with that in most cases. Um, so I think that it, it, it requires some type of complexity and some type of, um, you know, being different in order to be able to, uh, to approach a, uh, you know, a girl or a woman and, um, you know, I, just as you know, just as you said, it's just you know, the women get desensitized because of the same repetitive bullshit over and over again, um, which is why I strayed away from that most of my life. I know, you know, I saw that, you mm -hmm. know, from 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 a lot of the people that I hung out with, and you know, seeing just the just the, my circle, the way that they, you know, they they moved when it came to like being out and approaching uh, girls, and I just. I always wanted to be like um, a little bit different, mm -hmm. you know, to set myself apart, you know. So like whenever I did um, engage with a girl that it, it seemed refreshing, it seemed a bit different, you know, and it seemed something that like that um, if they saw it as such that they would want to get to know better. I want to get into that a little bit when you were saying that, because I have a little of a difference of opinion on you and your approach. But before I touch on that. I want to say that I put out a um, kind of like a poll on Instagram to see what people right. thought if women receive sex easier or are men easy. And we have the results of the poll. <laughs> and it seems to be that 76% believe that men are easy and 24% believe that it's easy for women. And what I find so interesting about that poll is that a lot of the people that were commenting on our TikTok that it's easier for women to have sex. I guess they don't realize that in order for it to be easy for women to receive sex, the people on the opposite end of it have to be have to be more willing to give it. Yeah, I think that, you know, what what this really says is that um or what it's just that women just have more opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um so so this is actually saying that it's easier for men to have sex? No. What it's saying is, is that men are easy. Men are easy. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like easier to please. Yeah, sure. 
whatever the case is, men make it easier to have sex with them. So yeah. so where does the real problem lie? Yeah. So does the problem lie with the women or does the problem lie with the men? Maybe men should have higher standards. I think that this that this is exactly to who why, they give sex this to. This is exactly why you can't pose this argument because of the intentions of the two are totally different. Understood. You know what I mean? I think that that's going always going to, you know, skew the this answer to look like one is like a landslide over the other. I would agree with you. You try to answer them in the same perspective. Because we're looking for the, we're looking for two different types of opportunities. Yeah. However, do you think that men should potentially have a difference of standard when they're engaging in sex? Because if they're just looking to get fucked, because ninety percent of the time that's what it is. Um, I want to I would I want to say that evolution has brought man to a point where there are, you know, a group of men mm -hmm. that do seek that deeper and more emotional and they're not just looking to fuck you know yeah. um, that's why i said 90 percent of the yeah. time i don't believe that it's all men yeah <laughs> um but i you know yes in a perfect world of course it would be better for men to have different standards mm -hmm. but i think that that just goes against the um the way um we're wired uh, you know our, the way our dna is, is wired in the way that we're wired as as males you know, that are what are what instinctually like we initially look for at the beginning mm -hmm. is purely like hormonal, mm -hmm. you know, and driven by that, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's at it's at later in life where, you know, we kind of like branch off and evolve. Some don't, some do mm -hmm. and kind of like fall into like a little bit more of a, a groove, a groove or a politically correct place about <laughs> approaching uh, women for sex or for a relationship. You know what I find so interesting about that is that this drive that you claim that men have that is very primal, mm -hmm. we don't live in that world anymore. No, I know. Men, men used to, and we're t I'm talking about before we even were the species that we are now, which mm -hmm. is Homo sapiens, when there were other type of humanoids on yeah. the earth, yeah, I get that. men were driven to have sex and procreate with as many women as they could for the survival of their species. No, I, I understand so, that. Yeah. So that is no longer, <laughs> that is no, no longer the case. It, and it, wait, hang on. Uh, and I also received comments on TikTok where a lot of people were saying things like, well, you can't deny science. So then I was like, you know what? I think a lot of these people may be right. Let me look into some of the science behind how men and women uh, interact when it comes to sex and why we do it and I went really far back I went as far back as Darwin and when I tell you some of that science is so outdated mm -hmm. it's kind of mind-blowing to yeah. me because the environment has changed significantly we no longer have to have sex or men don't have to have sex in order to for the survival of their species yeah I just I think that you're overlooking um, one basic fact is that mm -hmm. every male when they're when they evolve from 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 a, a young boy into a teenager and they go into puberty that whole transition where they're first feeling these you know these emotions of 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 testosterone and and going into puberty that is primal in itself you know okay. it's a very new feeling that they have to kind of figure out um and at f at face value it's a hormonal driven feeling Okay. You know what I mean? And it's, it's until that, you know, and it's every male has to go through that experience individually. Okay. 
you know so i say that's why i say primal in that aspect it's that when you first start to experience those things you know or you know or um or primitive per se you know okay i i i'm not going to deny that because i'm not a male so i don't know what those feelings feel like so but i'm gonna definitely take your word for it but i'm gonna go back to what you said earlier about your approach okay uh and the reason why i want to get back to that is because later when we're going to talk about how we became a couple it had a lot to do with your approach so i guess because i was on the receiving end of your approach i'm going to tell you how i observed it and i never felt like you were trying to be different i felt like you were just trying to be who you were and the difference between you and other men is that you were not one to play games a lot of men that i have encountered in my past that do that ayo girl was good shit they're not being themselves they're playing a game and you weren't about that you were just like listen this is who i am take it or leave it type shit you were so about your shit that that's what really drove me to you because you were not willing to put aside your desires as far as like what you wanted um, your your goals and your dreams and your desires and your um, the journey that you were on you weren't willing to put that aside for a girl in the sense of like I'm gonna negate my responsibilities to hang out with you where I've seen that a lot with men mm-hmm. but for me it definitely was evil that you were just true to who you were and you let me see you in all of the light of that was of evil Whereas so many other men were like trying to keep up this facade of like they were fucking cool or they were macho or they were, you know, whatever it was. And I would see right through and I'd be like, this guy for real? Yeah, well, my, my, you know, my primary focus on, you know, having a relationship with a girl um, was not sexual. You know what I mean? Like Mm. that wasn't my initial intent whenever I met a girl. It wasn't like to have sex with her. It was to get to know her. Yeah, it was to get to know her and see if there was a vibe, you know what I mean. And then, if there was a vibe, then, you know, possibly move on to something physical at some point. I just felt like that when you did it in that order, it just made for such a better experience. Yeah, you know. And I just felt like that, you know, pursuing girls or women for sex, purely sex, eventually in the long run, just complicated things. You know, and it just wasn't. I don't know. It was. I did it when I was younger. And then I experienced something that was a lot more meaningful and had a lot more depth and just decided that I didn't want that shallow shit no more ever. And then I, I was never going to put that as the primal focus of my ex- relationships with any girl or, or woman that I encountered moving forward. Mm-hmm. So I had all my priorities, things that I knew that I wanted in life and sex was not at the forefront of it. You know, mm-hmm. they, it came afterwards. And so that's how that and this was this was early on and we're talking about early 20s yeah yeah i was pretty focused i already knew like the things that i wanted and where i wanted to be and Mm -hmm. um you know sex wasn't going to deter me from that you were 22 when i met you and i was 20 and i remember you being about your shit back then you know it wasn't like you weren't I, I guess the best way I can put it is that you were very different from a lot of guys that I had come across at that point in my life, especially coming from especially coming from the area that I grew up in where I uh, was exposed a lot to the street life 
where a lot of guys were doing that hey yo shorty was good type shit yep hey, um, yo. <laughs> and <laughs> and you definitely weren't like that um but you still had a lot of street savvy about you which i, I adored but you did say that initially you were like that you sex yeah. was the driver for you yes but then i know what we've talked about this before you had a, you had a relationship with a young woman where that changed your whole perspective on how you approached women and yeah. that happened really young like 16. 16 yeah yeah um do you think that young men have to go through something like that or do you think that they can acquire that type of mindset without that type of experience like and could could they take advice from you and say that's the type of man i want to be or do you think that they have to go through something in order for them to change their mind you know it's hard to say i don't you know if i had to look back and think about prior to being 16 years old um meeting someone that was me at an older age and them telling me about where they were at mm -hmm. which where i eventually you know ended up at which was like you know very serious you know and looking for something more meaningful and yeah. you know than than the shallow relationships that i was being involved in i probably would have just i wouldn't have been able to relate to it mm. um only just because it was foreign alien it was un alien it'd be unknown to me uh, i think that i can only say that because that experience led me to really change the way that i you know um approached relationships mm -hmm. you know it totally changed the trajectory of my interest and what i wanted um i feel like that yeah they would have to experience something like that you know it's um i think everything is more meaningful when you experience it yeah i, I would agree but yeah. i have definitely in my life taken advice from people that i felt like were my senior in experience yes. in life okay you know so i understand I mean? yes yeah, sorry I, so i understand what you're saying um it would have to be excuse me it would have to be a situation where um a, a male um was willing to be receptive you know maybe they were at a point where they were just like you know frustrated with the results that they were getting mm -hmm. couldn't understand why there couldn't you know something meaningful wasn't coming out of what they were doing um and w uh, you know have a willing and a want to change you know at that point yes of course, I feel like I could guide them into a different direction to to seek things in a different way. Mm -hmm. uh, but without that, it's like almost like I don't know how do you fill a cup that's already full or that doesn't want to be filled? Yeah, you know. So it's almost like yeah, I'd have to sit there and patiently wait for when they are ready. When yeah, that opportunity yeah. presented itself. Yeah, and then kind of like you know tell them about my story and just hope that they find guidance in that story. You know, because you know like it's even though it may not be right for everybody. Um, maybe someone can find something in that and use it, to, you know, to their benefit. Yeah, if, even if they don't take all of the advice, even if they take yeah, a piece of it. Yeah, even if they take a piece of it. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I think that, you know, of course, yeah, that would definitely be helpful. I can I can reflect back on one particular situation where a young woman gave me a piece of advice that kept me off the streets. Hmm. And I think I've shared this with you before. Okay. Um, I was just hanging out on the street a lot, doing things that I shouldn't have done or been doing. And that's actually something that I would love to discuss later on on another show where we talk about like my experience growing up, I guess you could say in the ghetto. But um, she was 25 and I was 15. And she literally said to me, do you want to be me when you're 25? Do you mm -hmm. want to be where I am right now on the street hanging out with a 15 year old? 
selling drugs because if this is what you want this is what it looks like yeah so take that and fucking you know run with it and at that moment i literally was like fuck i don't I don't want to be her. I don't want this. So that's why I, I know that there have been times in my life where I've taken advice um, based off of someone else's experience. So I'm wondering if it's possible for a young man. But I love how you said they really have to be receptive and open to it. And yeah, I think I, I was potentially like at a transitional point in my life where I didn't really want to be on the street anymore. Um, but I thought it was I, I thought it was where I should be based on where my life was at that time. So I thank her for that. Um I want to get into a little bit of some of the drivers of why people have sex. And I know that you said that you had some of that information. And the reason why I want to get into it is because when you reflect back on a lot of the previous studies of what drives men and women to Mm -hmm. have sex, a lot of science like pre the 2000s basically just said that men and women did it for pleasure or for procreation there was like really no other drivers that's why i said the science i feel like was so old because the the environment now is so fucking different yeah so could you like give us a little bit of like background on what are some of the drivers that people will engage in sex for and why i feel like these these factors may play a part as to why people feel like maybe it's easier for men or easier for women well so prior to like the 2007 there really hadn't been much study going on why because from what i found is that scientists were approved <laughs> and so they weren't really into digging into the the um the the foundation of why people have sex you know they were more intrigued in like you know breakthrough scientific studies you know um uh, and so afterwards um it was found that there was five, was it five five factors? Um, I'm sorry. There was four main factors and then thirteen sub factors. Yeah. Right. So one of the main the first main factor was a was a physical factor. Mm-hmm. Right. And a sub factor of this was for tension relief, getting rid of pain, frustration, physical or mental t- physical or mental tension, literally fucking the pain away, so to speak. So. Um, I have the same information and I'm going to I'm going to summarize it for you a little bit because I don't think that we need to go into like as to like why every single. OK, so you wanted to just go through the um, through the, main, the four main factors. Yeah, um, I'm going to um, the four main factors I can deliver for us. And then like I would love your like perspective on them. OK, so OK, first, the physical factor. So you said tension relief is one of the physical factors then there's then there is the physical desirability which is basically like desiring another person mm-hmm. and then there is the experience seeking yeah. you know like when a person's just exper- looking to experience a um a particular experience so then there's goal attainment which i thought was so crazy like people are looking at you know sex like i'm gonna i'm gonna get this goal yeah, right well, I mean, yeah there's you know there's a social status behind it you know there's um yeah and then there's revenge sex which i thought was interesting Mm -hmm. um i myself have never experienced that but i have spoken to people that have had sex for revenge and then there is obtaining an object of desire which you know you kind of talked about earlier which is interesting that Mm -hmm. like someone would be the object of someone's desire they're not even looking at them like a person right um and then there's um the emotional which is people are looking for love and commitment and expression of their emotions there's insecurity people are going to do it for a self-esteem boost they're going to do it for pressure 
which is interesting because when I read that, that made me think about the story that you had told when you were younger. Your first sexual ex- your first sexual experience was through to through pressure. Through peer pressure, yeah. Yeah, through peer pressure. Your peers basically set up a situation where you were told that you were going to have sex. And if you didn't, you were looked at like um, a bitch, basically. Yeah. And then there's mate guarding, which I also thought was interesting, which is basically you interacting with your mate to have sex, to guard them from having sex with anyone else or having the desire to have sex with anyone else. And then there is um, utilitarian, which I thought was interesting, gaining a kind of advantage through the means of sex for financial or social means which we know that there are a lot of people that do do that. They will have sex to help their help themselves in mm-hmm. a particular aspect in life. Yeah. So now we have these like different dynamics of the reasons why people have sex. And when I read them, I think about the type of people that will do these more. So, but you and I read the same study and the study in the end says still men look as their primary objective to have sex is for pleasure and um excuse me for for p- pleasure and um what's the other one Procreation. oh no 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 sorry that was the other one it's for pleasure and because there is a uh attraction okay so those are the two main things they're they're doing it attraction based and they're doing it for pleasure mm-hmm. like in, in the end those are their primary not to say that the other ones that we listed are also not part of it, but they're on the latter part of their, you know, initial seeking. Um, so now that we have like all of these different factors as to why people will engage in sex, when I read them, do you not see how it is like some of them I feel like are more geared towards women and some of them are more geared towards men? Well, yeah, I think that that's what makes up the whole, yeah. you know, the 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 um, the four main factors. Uh, it's a blend of you know what what's geared, like you said, what's geared towards women and what's geared towards men. But what I'm saying to you is, is that like it it makes it it, it validates your point. What you said is that like things can't be equal. Right, they cannot be equal because we obviously have different objectives. Um. Because we have different obje- because we have different objectives when it comes to like why we want to have sex. So do you feel like this argument of it's easier for women versus men? Do you feel like it's a it's a it's a futile argument? Yeah, I mean, like, listen, that's that's like, I'm and I'm literally going to pull this analogy out of my out of thin air, but I, I think this is a pretty good one, right? That's like like let's let's take smoking cigarettes for an example, right? Mm-hmm. The reason, like, like, okay, so now there's a, like, there's a, there's a question is who smokes more cigarettes, men or females or men or women, sorry. And it turns out that it seems that men smoke more cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Okay. But men, maybe they smoke cigarettes because it makes them, it makes them feel better when they inhale it. Like it just gives them a different feeling. Okay. And women smoke cigarettes because it helps them concentrate. You know, it helps, it just does something different for them. So because men are doing it because it just makes them makes them breathe better than you know because they're constantly breathing they're going to smoke more cigarettes okay you know so i just feel like that this you know in a more complex way um falls in line with that there's just no way to compare them you know because obviously there's there's different objectives being uh, pursued when it comes to sex or in, in, the, in that example cigarettes 
You know, one is going to do it a lot more than the other one because they're looking for different things out of it. That immediately makes me think about another study that I read that I actually shared with you about how uh, some different sexualities were studied. Um, homosexuality and was one of the other sexualities that was studied when it came to how people pursue sex. Uh, and don't come for me, people, but um, this study said that there are men that will engage in homosexuality to have more sex because of their want to because um, of their want of like desire for something for sex, yeah. for sex and women will engage in homosexuality or being a lesbian because they're looking for a connection yeah that makes that makes sense they're you looking know, for I'm, sensuality they never heard of that but i mean i've when I tell you I've never heard of this either and it blew my fucking socks off because I was like, holy fuck. I'm going to tell you why that made so much so so much sense to me. Totally two different stories. The first story is one time Evo <laughs> found a phone in a cab that belonged to... No, it wasn't in a cab. I found it at a 7-Eleven. You found it? Okay, sorry. Yeah. I, I'm telling the story wrong. We were in the city and some, i was i was i was gonna meet you to go eat go go curry yeah and i ended up going to 7-eleven to get something and when i went to go i think i was getting some drinks or something like that and i saw that there was a phone on the counter mm -hmm. you know and i looked around there was nobody looking for it so i grabbed it you know with the initial intent to try to contact somebody mm -hmm. on the phone and see how i can get it back to the to the owner so anyway, okay <laughs> continue <laughs> so i meet up with evo and he's like yo i found this phone and it seems to be that it belongs to a man who's gay. And I was like, what makes you think that? He was like, Gina, uh, the contact in the phone is a male. Uh, the owner of the phone is a male. I can tell by their text message because the phone wasn't blocked. So there were text messages going off between the owner of the phone and another male counterpart. And Evo said that he was fucking mind blown by what you were reading. Yeah. And you couldn't help but to read it. Because the phone wasn't blocked, so the messages were just coming in. Yeah, well, I kind of went through the I went through the message portion of it to try to see if I could find someone who that oh, that person yeah. was in communication with. I was so trying that to you find could contact yeah them. somebody of relevance that was in the contacts. So I went right for the messages. Yeah. Um, instead of just going through the contacts and contacting a random person, I knew that, that I would find like somebody important in the messages. And when I went <laughs> into the messages, to my surprise, I came across a conversation between this guy and another guy. And I mean, it immediately just was like all about sex. Yeah. And it was, it was, um, it was extremely, the conversation, it was for the, not for the faint of heart. Yeah. It was literally like, yo, are you DTF? Because I'm DTF and I want a DTF right now. Yeah, it was, look, <laughs> so, all right. So, and not to say that this is how every conversation goes, yes. you know, between uh, every gay person. But this was my experience just with this one person on this one phone. Mm -hmm. And it was like, hey, what are you doing? Nothing much. What are you doing? Nothing. Want to fuck? Yeah. What? Like, there was no buttering up or warming. Yeah. Hey, hey, I missed you. I've been thinking about you. Um, You know, the other night was really great. Want to do dinner? Like, yeah. no. It was just like, what are you doing? What are we doing? Want to fuck? Yeah. And then, you know, and I, and I was blown away by that. And then kind of like scrolling through the messages, every time that they were looking to engage in sex... It was literally that short. Yeah. About like, what are you doing? Quick, you're not busy. Want to fuck? Yeah. Want to fuck? 
want to fuck? And then, you know, then, I, then they came across some explicit photos that were kind of going back and forth. And man, was I blown away at how just direct that shit was. There was no fluff, no sugar coating, no warming up to shit. Yeah, there was no sensuality. There was no Nothing. connection. No, and none whatsoever. So the other story that I immediately think about is not a story that I've known a person to have. It's a story that I've heard time and time again. Women will have several bad experiences with men and then eventually wind up with a woman. And they will just be like, I'm getting from this woman everything I could never yeah. get from a man, which is the connection, the caring, the understanding, the sensualness, you know, just understanding my body better. And this goes back to a study that you and I once touched on before. How, how much a heterosexual couple reaches, a female will reach orgasm in a heterosexual relationship versus a, a gay relationship. And in a heterosexual relationship, a woman is only reaching orgasm like 60% of the time. Yeah. And in a gay relationship, a woman can reach orgasm 85% of the time. Yeah. And this is a study that was done by a university and that's it's evading me right now, but it's something that we talked about before when we talked about like sex and orgasms and all this other stuff. And I feel like that directly talks speaks to why a woman will be with another woman for that connection and why a man can potentially be with another man just to have sex. And I think the point that I brought up to you is when men are incarcerated, they yes. will engage in man-on-man -man sex just to have sex. Yeah, and it won't be anything like, I don't even know if this is safe to say, but I don't feel like there's anything homosexual about it. Yeah. I just feel like that they're just willing to do it to have sex. Yes, I, I, I have never been in prison. I have, um, I have never, I'm not a man, so I can't speak to it, but I know men that have been in prison. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've, I know of stories that have, they have been told to me of things that people have observed. Yeah. And it is just looking to, a means to an end when it comes mm -hmm. to something like that. So I find it this whole dynamic of like it's easier for women versus it is men. I think my opinion on this is that men should maybe take a step back and think about why it is that they want to have sex when they're engaging with a woman because if they feel like it's easier, then maybe they're making it too easy. No, I honestly think that men, men that do approach women in that in that fashion, that they're actually looking for that one moment where they encounter a woman that will just as easily have sex with them. They're willing to just keep throwing fucking darts at a dartboard until something fucking sticks. Yeah, but that's but that's still the same concept. They're just doing it to do it. I'm just saying maybe have a little bit more purpose. Because if men, because if men are saying that it's so easy for women, mm -hmm. um, it's easy for women because there are so many men willing to have sex at any given moment. So if men are potentially, if men are doing what, if men will, okay, how can I say this? If men start being a little bit more reserved in how much sex that they're willing to put out, 
then maybe it will level the playing field a little bit in the sense of like how easy it is. This is just my perspective. Do you understand what I'm trying to I say? I do understand what you're trying to say, but I don't think it, that, that's, I don't feel like that that's going to work. Okay. I just, cause I just feel like the desire to have sex is so strong. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. You're saying to like kind of withdraw from that. Yeah. And then like, I just, I don't think that, um, I think that for, for you to say that is a lot easier said than done because. Oh yeah, for sure. Because you don't. You lack the experience of having to go through that constant, you know, desire to want to have sex just mm -hmm. for a physical um, experience. I would, I, I firmly agree with you, Evo, on that. But if we engage in every desire that we had at any given moment, we would all be in a really fucked up place. Yeah. So think about it as a maybe. Okay. So what if you compared it to a, like a, a, a woman who was an infomaniac, someone like that? is just willing just wants to have sex all oh. the time and there's and, and i feel like that there's no really emotional drive behind it okay um that is a, to me that's a poor comparison because okay. if you're a nymphomaniac that means you have a disorder yeah so that's that's different the, i'm talking about a person who's just of like what i'm trying to compare it to state. what i'm trying to compare it to is that you know in a woman in, in her normal mental state is not typically just going to be constantly seeking sex for a physical experience now i feel like that the only woman that would actually do something like that um you know for lack of a better uh, a better example would be a nymphomaniac no okay. you probably there probably is a better example but just mm -hmm. right now one one's not coming to me so i use that as an example i i i i'm not um I'm, maybe i'm not I totally understand this. I understand. I understand a man's drive for sex. I'm still saying that a man should still withhold. Is my point? Because if there, if men, if if men are saying that it's easier for women, it's because men are making it easy for us. Yes. Because if if it takes I, two, yeah, I can okay, agree, I can agree so with you on that. If yeah. men are to, if men are then going, to, if men take a step back and say. Maybe we shouldn't make it that easy. Maybe we should make it more of there's a little bit more of a time gap in between how much I engage in sex, even though I want it to be for that physical connection or that physical experience, excuse me, more so I need to practice self-control and, and not engage in that way. I definitely think, Evo, and again, this is just my opinion, and this is almost like a social experiment. I feel like if men did that, it would kind of change the way that women, a, a women feel about the way that they engage with men. And the reason why I say this is because, Evo, when you and I dated, you never f made me feel pressured to have sex. You never even would bring it up. Even in times that we were like, you know, kissing and, you know, touching, mm -hmm. you never were like, hey, so we're at second base. Are we going to like you never made it a point. You always made me feel comfortable. So there you were practicing self-control, even though we were both very attracted to each other. Yeah. There was obviously some sexual tension there, but you were never bringing it to that place. But. What I find so interesting and why I wanted to, t why I thought this would be a good time to talk about how we became into a relationship is because from talking to you and from knowing you, you never really had a hard time having sex with women because you practice self control. You just didn't fuck everything no. that came into your presence. Can you see 
how in your eyes it was easier for you, but for men, it's harder for them? The majority is saying it's harder. Yeah, well... <laughs> you know, you you know, I, uh-huh, I, I got you. I see, I see where you're going with this, all right? <laughs> and you're, you let, like, you're right, but it, it takes, it takes a, it took for me, it took mm-hmm. that experience, okay? Because prior, remember, and we're going to repeat this, I was that person. I know, and that's know? why I asked you. I wondered if men would take. I was that advice. Yeah, so it, you know, like I ended up experiencing something that showed me that there's something way more meaningful yeah than sex and if you just kind of paused for a second approach things differently put a little bit more work into it that the sex would be 10 times better yeah i agree right if you just kind of like strategically placed your chips in a way where it became more of a waltz than in a full-on attack i like that You know, so it, yeah. it, it, there was a there was a chemistry that was that 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 came out of it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And there was just something that once those two combined together, you know, you got something that you couldn't get from just you know having that you know that aggressive approach on like what's up, you know, blah blah blah. So, um, so I yes. got you, Evo. Yes. So that, <laughs> but see, but what I that that's because I ended up wanting something different. Yeah. You know, and I knew that if I just changed the way that I approached things and was patient, that when I did get it, for me, it would be way better than what I was getting before. But if you don't know any better, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. I, so, yeah, if you're a male yeah. or, or a man, um, you know, kind of going through life, if you just, you know, if you don't know any better, then how are you supposed to, you know, how are you supposed to act different? How are you supposed to, how are you supposed to willingly to just withdraw to say, hey, you know, let me let me fall back for a minute. Yeah. You know, for what? Well, I'm hoping that this podcast gets out to uh, quite a few men out there, young men, and maybe they can take from Evo's example. But can you see how because you switched up your approach, Evo, sex came to you easier? And not only did it come easier, it was more fulfilling. Yeah, I, I, I preferred it that way. I prefer I felt like that the engagement um, with a woman was a lot better. Mm-hmm. when she was fully interested in me yeah um and um and when i you know when i played my cards in a way where it was her that at some point wanted to initiate the sex you know and of course i you know we consented at that time yeah but it was more like you know she was you know primed and ready to go it was just such a it was like the, the, ex- the experience was just night and day from, yeah. from what i knew uh you and i started dating and let's get into this how we became into a relationship you and i started dating in 2001 this was the first time that i met eva we were going to school and when we first started dating i approached you i literally saw you from across the room and i said stop the press who is that and I went right up to you and I was like, hey, I'm Gina. Um, I don't know what your situation is. I knew who you were because we had played cards a couple of times. Yeah. Um, we had casually been introduced, but like I, you know, 
um, it wasn't like we had in-depth conversations. Yeah. So after like, you know, coming across you maybe once or twice, I went right up to you and I said, hi, I'm Gina. I don't know what your relationship status is right now, but I would like to get to know you. Um, so can we exchange phone numbers? And I remember, you see your face right now? It's the same as that face that you had that day. Because <laughs> I remember this. I remember this. And, uh, and you looked at me and you were like, Oh, hey, girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because I was very interested in you. But yeah. um, again, that just wasn't my that wasn't my thing. You know, like we 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 initially met at a, in a cards game. Yeah. You know, where you asked. What, spades, what, yes, by the way. It, it was a spades game that was going on. They, they, they were missing a player. I was sitting at the table next to them uh, just casually sitting there. I guess I was. Wait, I forgot what I was waiting you for. You were in between I was classes. In, I was in between classes. So I was asked to sit in on a game. Um, and that's when we first met. Mm -hmm. Game went well, whatever. And then kind of like afterwards, we kind of socially knew each other. Um, and I, I thought you were very attractive. Um, but you had blonde hair at the time. I did. You, you know, did, it was, so it, and it threw me off. You yeah, know, because didn't, you didn't know what I was. I didn't know what you were. And I just got out of like a relationship. And I had told myself that I that my next relationship I wanted to be culturally connected with the person that I was with I needed mm -hmm. something a little bit more deep and meaningful because my last relationship wasn't quite that mm -hmm. it was like a, the takeaway from that relationship yeah um it was you know it wasn't you know it was a great relationship but it just I was it was lacking that and I mean I, it, it wasn't a great relationship I mean it was great it was it had his greatness <laughs> to it I mean of course it was it was I'm just we joking. didn't end up together obviously yeah. not so it wasn't that great but it wasn't it was, all bad it wasn't all saying. bad yeah there was a lot of great you know things about it um, but I just, the takeaway was that I wanted to be culturally connected with the person that I was with. I saw you, I was attracted to you, but you didn't look Hispanic mm -hmm. or Latina at the time yeah. to me. Um, and then there was one, one day. You Wait, could, hold on. You're skipping ahead. Am I really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, don't, sorry. Don't, don't sorry. skip ahead. So yeah. So anyway, we, 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 we have that game and, uh, um, wait, I want to just give you a piece of backstory real quick. I actually asked my friend to ask you to play. Right. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, I literally was like, ask him to play. Yeah, I, I had I, seen I, I you. I had that. seen you in the cafeteria. Wasn't her name Flo? Uh, no. You sure it wasn't? No. Okay. No, no, no. I actually don't want to share her name on here, but no. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. No, you don't. No? I, I know. Okay. I know. Who, I know that person, but no, that's not who I'm talking right. about. Anyway, I yeah, I basically was like, hey, ask him to play, and um, I had seen you playing cards before mm -hmm. so i i wasn't even sure if you knew how to play spades luckily you did yeah. and let me tell you when i found out that you knew how to play spades i was like check okay man knows how to play <laughs> spades because i'm from the streets and if you don't know how to play spades that's i don't know not, that's a strike right that's there. a strike right there yeah. so that was definitely a bonus okay so bet on that same day that i asked you for your phone number we hung out that same day yeah um you were willing to because we were on break from class and uh, ladies and gentlemen, I was not legal yet as no, far as like drinking. You're skipping past. No, because we hung out that same day. We hung the day we exchanged numbers, right? But you, you didn't, you had, you were, your hair wasn't blonde then. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, no. I wasn't like I wasn't like I thought you were attractive, but you didn't really like hit my radar until one day you showed up to school with your hair black and yeah. it was curly. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was like, whoa! And it just hit me like a brick. <laughs> and then after that like you were like really like the center of my attention after that because like it was like Eva was like dream you know Eva, yeah it literally I like the music stopped everything turned white and it was just like what the fuck and it was like all of a sudden what i had been looking for walked into the room and um after that you had my full on attention yeah so 
we actually wind up hanging that hanging out that day because my friend and I were on break as you were during at that moment that I approached you and we were going to go eat something and we were I was like hey do you want to come with us and you were like fuck it yeah sure so we went to I think like an Applebee's or something like that and um, I wasn't even 21 yet so I remember you and my friend were of age and you guys had to order me drinks and I was like sipping on your drinks like through a straw I was like, let me get a sip. <laughs> um, and we just had a great time. We had great yeah, we conversation. Did. We laughed a lot. Um, and then it kind of just took off from there. And a little bit of backstory. Um, I actually was uh, a single mom at that time. I had my oldest son, Anthony. He was three years old. I was separated from the father of my kids or our kid at the time. And... Um, I was no I was like newly separated and I had not dated for five six years at that point so this was all very new to me because I had been with the same person since I was 16 mm-hmm. or, or 15 and um, now I'm 20 so like five years I had not dated another person and it was definitely weird because I guess when people young women should be dating I wasn't dating I was a young mother right so it was it was different and you were you were so different from anything I had ever come across because you had it you had it all you were going to school you had a job you had a nice car um had a side hustle yeah but I think the thing that really took me for a loop was your your um how big you were on maintaining your responsibilities yes that was so sexy to me like you were just like i'll never forget one day i was like hey you want to cut class and like go fool around and you were like uh no bitch i'm paying to go to school i need to go to class why would you even say that to me and you like kind of scolded me well (laughs) i remember this day actually very clearly what i ended up i was dropping you off at work and mm. we were we were making out in the car mm-hmm. before you went in, and you all of a sudden had this idea to call out of work. Yeah, I was I was ready to yeah, I was were, ready to risk like, it all. Like, how about I call out of work? <laughs> you call out of work, and then we go hang out. And I was like, whoa, 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 hold up. I was like, do me a favor. I was like, don't mess with three things: my school, my money, and my family. Mm-hmm. I said, like, as long as you don't mess with those three things, we will be a hundred percent okay. All right, now do me a favor. Go to work and call me when you get out. <sighs> I remember, and it, like I literally that that whole makeout session ended right there. Like I was like, now she needs to focus because like well, you got me fucked up. <laughs> look, <laughs> look, look at the smile on my face right now. <laughs> you got, me. yeah. I, mean, I was way too focused. Like <laughs> I remember, I remember walking to work because I worked um, at a hotel at that time, pretty big hotel, and there was like an employee space outside of like security where a lot of the employees would go and smoke and like on their break be outside. And there was this one employee that I was really good friends with. And she would always be there at the time when you would drop me off. And I remember after that day, I got out the car and I walked over. She was like, girl, look at the smile on your face. I was like, shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> not only did you like really let me know like how you you saw things, I respected you so much for that. And I was just like, ooh, check number two. Like you were fucking hitting it on the head, right? So fast forward. Uh, Cause that was like the summer, like yeah. like a late late summer. Um, we ha- did not have sex for almost two and a half three months. 
because mm-hmm. I remember yeah, it being we just getting to know each other. Yeah, I remember it being like October. Yeah, no pressure for me. Like I wasn't. That was not my intention at all. Every time we hung out, you know, there was never no like trying to pursue our way to a room or anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was just. I really wanted to get to know you, you know, and really like just build that kind of like like rapport with me. Rapport, yeah. yeah just build the con- like a like a like a personal connection, you know, before it got physical. Because that's what I learned. I learned that when you did that. You know, and you had, you know, obviously there was a sexual interest in that person. But when you built the personal connection, the personal rapport, uh, you know, and there was a chemistry in that, once that escalated to um, having sex, it just made for like just a fucking phenomenal experience. And I was willing to wait for that. That was probably the best thing that could have happened to me at that time, because coming out of a relationship with the man who was the father of my son at the time, I was really like on the defense as far as you know, interacting with the man or being sexual with the man. It was something that I was just kind of like, that's a no-no for me uh, right now because it obviously got me into a situation right now where I'm a young mom. Uh, so I really was looking to take my time. And any guy that wasn't willing to take that journey with me, they could fucking kick rocks. And it just, lo and behold, that that was kind of like how you did things. And I was like, fucking check number three, <laughs> I guess, you know? <laughs> So we wind up having sex. It was a really great experience. Um, I want to share like a little piece real quick that I thought was so fucking funny that I'll never forget. We got we went to school that day and then we after class, we decided to go to the hotel room that we were going to get because you didn't live on your own. I was like staying with a friend at the time. You got to get a room. Yeah. So I get in the car and ladies and gentlemen, this is like early 2000s. I get in the car and I look in the back seat and there's a radio. I got like a bag a, of tricks. There's like a boom box in the back. <laughs> and I'm like, what? why Why is there a radio in the back seat? This is how fucking naive I am. Evo's like, um, it's like, so when we get the room, like we could play music. And I was like, oh. <laughs> You're like, we're going to a party? What's going on? <laughs> Bitch was so stupid. Right. And then like, you know, I I thought it was so fucking great because like we drive off, you stop at a a, like a quick check or something like that to get condoms and like get a few snacks. Then we get to the hotel, we pay for the room and then there's like bubbles and like you could buy bubbles and Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, let's get a couple of those. And I remember being like, oh, no, (laughs) he wants (laughs) he wants to do that, too. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, So bottom line it was a great it was a great experience yeah, absolutely um funny story though that wind up being our only experience yes um not because there was a lack of interest after our lives at the time were um i was a mom i had a job we were both going to school mm-hmm. there just wasn't a lot of time to to set that up so what wind up happening was it kind of just went like that for a little bit and I think after that encounter sexually, uh, my feelings for you became extremely apparent that I wanted more than just the casual dating that we were doing. Because when we first started to date, I was kind of, you know, dating other people. Yeah, yeah, um, which we were very open about. Yeah. You know, and I we, that was like fine, you know, because I wasn't looking for nothing serious at the time. Mm-hmm. I just really wanted to just have fun and get to know people and. You know, if sex came out of it, great, but it wasn't like my main objective, you know? And that's how I felt. I was like, I just got out of something really yeah. intense and like, I definitely don't want to get into something else right now. Kind of just like want to like 
play around take a little it slow, bit, yeah, take, take it, it slow, slow yeah. you know, sure. get, to, you know, have a good time with you. Um, but then once we had sex, um, and it wasn't just the sex. It it just it made me realize that like you had checked all those boxes for me, mm. even though I didn't go into it with this mentality of, I I want this man to meet these these criteria that I have. Right. You just wind up being so much more than I ever experienced and you were so like secure in who you were as a person i was so fucking attracted to that and true story like because you were latino there was that latin connection that we shared that i had not experienced previous that like even drew me closer to you so after that you know like it became apparent that i had stronger feelings for you i never came out and said it to you i never was like i never was like hey i love you or hey i'm in love with you or hey i have these feelings for you but that shit was written all over my face i started looking at you with puppy dog guys like hey bobby Mm -hmm. you want to hang out Eva was like oh no (laughs) what have i gotten myself into because you made it very clear in the beginning that um you didn't want anything serious. And I had said the same thing. So yeah. now... Yeah, things now- changed. You know, the dynamic had changed. And uh, it, 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 that actually um, saddened me yeah. deeply. Um, because now I'm coming... I'm realizing that um, as much as I I really liked you, mm-hmm. and as much as I... And I know this sounds cliche, but as, as much as I so saw myself with you, um, I didn't have it in me to fully immerse myself in a relationship. And I could tell that you were like more than willing to go there if the opportunity had presented itself at that time. Oh yeah, I was willing. Yeah. I, I was willing to put my cards on the table. And I, I evaluated it. I, I thought about it for, for sure. I really gave it some deep consideration. Um, and the conclusion that I came to was that I would, it would be a train wreck Yeah. Be- because I knew what I, I knew what I needed to bring to a relationship in order for me to put my best foot forward. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have it at that time. I couldn't give it to you, you know? So, that told me that I I needed to end it. I couldn't keep leading you on mm-hmm. or keep, you know, um, hanging out with you, leading you to think that there was going to be something more coming out of it when I had no intentions of, you know, giving that. And so um, I remember deciding like that. I have to end this. Yeah. You know? And um, and then I did. I ended it. Um, and I, Wait, and I, there's a part that I want to share real quick. Okay. So fine. We didn't you know, that was October. You didn't end it until after we came back from Christmas break from school. And I'll never forget, Evo came back. He had went to Dominican Republic while we were on break. He came back looking, oh my God. He was tan. a fresh island tan. Right? Looking (laughs) sexy. Had on this really nice outfit. And I see him in school and I'm like, hey, what's up? And you're like, hey, shit, I forgot. Like, you knew that you had to now... No, I didn't forget. I just not that you forgot, yeah, but what I'm saying I, is like well, you were you well, kind of like fuck. This is something yeah, that like I now have to deal when with. When I came back, I was you know I was definitely on cloud nine from just coming back from vacation, and um, I guess when I saw you, I wasn't expecting to see you, and so like then all of a sudden it set into me what I knew I had to do and yeah. that I needed to do it at that moment because that was my intention to like do it when I as soon as I saw you. Yeah. I just wasn't expecting to see you when I did, uh, so it was to call me a little bit off guard. It was um, so. We went into the parking lot, um, and you were basically, you basically were like, listen, and I'm like paraphrasing. You were like, listen, you're a really great girl. I really like you. I really like spending time with you, but I would be a, I would be an asshole if I kept seeing you 
because you want something that I can't give you. And at that point in time, the only thing that I, what I heard was Charlie Brown's parents going, wah, 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 because literally I heard nothing other than I don't want you. You know what I also told you that you probably don't remember is that I told you that I said, I said, you know, I'm going to tell you this and you're probably not going to like to hear this. I said, but I know a lot of guys right now, given the situation mm-hmm. with a girl like you would totally take you for a ride. They would wreck you. They would t- totally take advantage of your feelings and just do as much as they could with you and hang you out to dry just because they saw a vulnerable opportunity to do so. And maybe they didn't even do, know what to do with that. You know, yeah. they just know how to just, you know, get what they want out of it. And I, I said, this is me telling you that I'm not that guy. And it almost seemed like it's it's that it's that it's not me it's, it's not you me, it's you <laughs> yeah. i remember being like what the fuck and um i held it together and i was just like okay sure yeah you did no problem it was nice knowing you and i literally turned around got in my friend's car and cried my fucking eyes out and i remember just being like this is the man of my dreams and he literally just told me he wants something to do with me and i remember my friend was just like let's go eat like she you know she really like was there for me at that time and i remember just being devastated and saying to myself like you know you start asking yourself all those questions like yeah. where did i go wrong what did i do wrong like and in the end i just basically said to myself okay i'm gonna have to continue going to school with this guy so i need to really get myself together and i need to hold my head high because I came to the realization that I didn't do anything wrong. It just it just wasn't meant to be. And that was my that was my uh I guess closure. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to talk to you anymore after that. Like after that I just like I literally wanted nothing to do with you because my ego was hurt. Yeah, sure. I mean, makes sense. So we continued to go to school with each other till like the next spring. And um, that was really hard because I swear to God, as much as I tried to fucking avoid you, I kept running into you. It wasn't a big school. I know, but it was so annoying because I literally would try to avoid you at all costs. And I remember one time leaving my class to go to the bathroom and I had to go downstairs to the closest bathroom. And as I'm walking down the stairs, I hear you walking up. to. I'm like, is this real life right now? Is this real life? Like, a chick can't even go to the bathroom. So we wind up going to school with each other to the next spring. Um, Now this is spring of 2001. Mm -hmm. Um, I withdraw from school. Um, I started to have issues with my child's father. And um, we were potentially considering being... I I don't know. There was just, like, a lot going on. Mm -hmm. We were potentially being back together, but then we weren't. And um, it was too much for me to take at that time. So I wind up leaving school and then what ended up happening was I then moved back home because I was living in New Jersey at the time. I moved back home uh, for that summer. So the summer of 2001, I was home until the fall of 2001. And during that summer, you and I hooked up one more time. And it was the worst experience I've ever had. Not because the the sexual experience was bad. It was because I kept pushing the envelope so much like, hey, let's meet up. Hey, let's meet up. You were like, okay, fine, let's meet up. But I'm going to treat you the way that um, you're you're wanting to be treated because I told you that I didn't want anything serious. Yeah. And I thought that if you saw me in a new light, like I was more independent. I had my own car at this time. I was like in another state. I was like, oh, he's going to like 
this is going to be so different. And it wasn't. And you were basically just like, hey, girl, what's up? We going to go to the club or we not? You want to hook up afterwards? And I remember just being like, wow, this is like, this yeah. is like, I'm getting a fucking taste of my own medicine right now. And yeah. I'll never forget leaving that night and my friends getting in the car with me and being like, because, you know, of course, I dragged my friends with me. And they were like, is, 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 was everything you wanted? And I remember just being like, shut the fuck up. And I just turned yeah. and I just drove well, home. And you, I was just like, I remember saying to myself, I will never let that happen to myself ever again. To your defense, though, I mean, um, once we, we, um, went our separate ways at DeVry, um, I kind of like went into like uh, a life of, not making the greatest choices mm. and hang, not hanging out with the with the best people that were um you know good for me um and then so like yes you know you like bless your heart you know you would always call me on my birthday you know just to say happy birthday to we, check in we didn't get to that far yet well i even even but i feel like between then yeah because, you would still call me yeah well it was, wasn't it, it was, was only one time yeah it, you would still uh, call me on my birthday i will say though now that you say that um i do remember that um even before that summer, you started down that road of like not yeah. hanging out with the best people. Yeah. So like you know, you we, we we would speak once a year on my birthday, and those conversations would go great. And I guess that at some they point were sh- they, they were, were short. They were very short. They were short, but great. It was good to hear from you. You know, and you you know on the phone, you obviously didn't know the lifestyle that I was living. Yeah. You know, so but the, you know, just based on the great conversation, you at some point you thought it would be a good idea for us to hang out again, and was pushing the issue for us to hang out, and that's when we hung out, and it ended up not being a great experience for you because you saw me still in a place where I was not. I mean, when I saw you, I was just like, definitely still not ready for this. You know, definitely still can't do this, especially where I'm at right now. And what you got was, you know, the result of that, you know? Yeah. Um, It still, it still did not, it didn't paint you in a bad light for me because it made me realize that I was, I was, What's that saying that you say about uh, you asked for it? That one. You get what you asked for, so take it because you asked for it by my man Jada Kiss. Yeah. So it was exactly that. I asked to see you in a in a in a in a in a way that was not like you had said to me clearly the yeah. year before you didn't want anything else. Right. So and, and when we and when we when we hung out, I believe that the signs were there. Yeah. Like, and you still wanted to hang out that day. You still yeah. wanted to hang out afterwards. Yeah. You still want, like, and the, I mean, it was clear. I really liked you. Yeah. And, you know, and, but it was clear that I still wasn't like that person. Um, but you were pushing the issue. Yeah, I did. And um, I remember driving away. I don't, not walking away. I remember walking, driving away from that situation and just being like, I'm never going to put myself in that situation ever again. And now it's time to get on my grind. Now it's time for Gina to focus on Gina and forget all this other bullshit of trying to find Mr. Right. I just want to, I really need to get my life in order um, because I was kind of all over the place. And then crazy shit happened. Um, I was working in the World Trade and 9-11 happened. And that was fucking insane um, because I was living in Staten Island at the time. So it was, it hit really close to home. And the world trade had been a big part of my life. So living in Staten Island in the area that I lived in at that time, it became uh, very volatile to be. And, and I didn't feel safe to be there with my son. So I moved back to New Jersey and I moved in with a friend and I started going to school for auto mechanic. And that's a whole nother story. And uh, I, you know, 
was on that journey for myself and I winded up getting pregnant a second time by the father of my first son. And real quick, the reason why that happened was because I was not willing to be, I was not willing to have unprotected sex with just anybody. And him being the father of my son, I felt comfortable being with him. And after you, I was not like really intertwined with anybody for quite a while. So, you know, that happened. And I got pregnant with my second son. And that was, that hit me like a ton of bricks because uh, my older son was now five years old at the time. So it was like, I could not believe that this happened to me again. And um, I obviously decided to have him. And now here I am, 22 years old with two children. And I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm still going to keep going. And luckily, I was able to complete school at going to be a mechanic I got a really good job and I was able to then live on my own with my two boys well you worked your way up yeah I I fucking I hustled and I was able to live on my own and now fast forward four years we are in 2005 and Jean is living on her own with her two boys one is you know my oldest and my youngest and my little brother was living living with me at the time yep and it was January 2005. Now, mind you, I said that the last time Evo and I had seen each other was July of 2001, that summer. I'm sitting in my, my room and I'm just like, and I, I don't know what sparked the thought of you in my mind, but something sparked it. And I was just like, I'm going to fucking call this guy. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm a grown woman and I'm going to tell this man how he made me feel and the trajectory that he sent me on after the experience that I had with him. I picked up the phone. I still knew your house number. What the fuck? That sounds a little psychotic, but I did (laughs) because this is when people still call people's houses and I called you and you picked up and, and actually your sister picked up the phone first and I was like, Hey, can I speak to Evo? And your sister was like, Oh, he's not. And as she was saying it, you picked up the other line and you were like, hello. And when I tell you my fucking heart dropped to my bow, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Uh, and, and then your sister hung up. And I was like, hey, Evo, it's Gina. I don't know if you remember me. We went to school, you know, together back in 2001. You're like, yeah, hey, oh, my God, what's up? I remember you. And I was like, listen, I got something to say. I just need you to hear me out. And you may think I'm crazy after this, but I need to say it. And I was like, you know, four years ago. I fell in love with you and I never told you that I fell in love with you. But that experience that I had with you set me on a path in my life that I think you needed to know about because I didn't understand what you were saying to me when I was 21, which was I could so see you with, I could so see myself with you, but not right now. Um, And I would be an asshole if I kept dating you because I wouldn't be giving you what you really wanted. I'm going to let this go. I didn't understand the fucking value in that and what what a what a like good man you were being at that time. Because like you said, many other men would have dogged me. Right. And I said, Evo, I had all these years to reflect on that. And because you did that, I then took that stance with every other man that I came across after you. So any guy that I dated after you, I was like, I would date them and I would be like, 
okay, I like you, I don't like you, but I was always so truthful right. about my feelings yeah. to the point where after I would like break it off with men, if I didn't really like see like it going anywhere, men would be like, yo, I I so respect you because like you're you're keeping 100 with me right mm -hmm. now. And I was like, I needed you to know that evil because without you, I wouldn't be where I am right now as far as like how I conduct myself as a woman when it comes to, you know, dating and, you know, being with men. Um, so I just needed you to know that. And it got quiet for a second. I was I was a little blown away. I'm not going to lie. You yeah. Know? Um, and I remember you were like, Gina, that is the most heartfelt like yeah. nicest thing that anyone has ever fucking told me and i like so appreciate you saying that to me and i remember me just being like <sighs> yeah, i have no idea that i had impacted you in that way just by me just being me you yeah. know and just by trying to do the right thing you know what i mean i was more like just i just felt like that that's what needed to be done you know yeah but um so we wind up talking on the phone that day for like three hours uh, yeah. we fucking talked about yeah, we everything caught, we caught up a lot there was a lot to be said, and um, I was like, hey, so, like, next weekend, my friends and I are going to some club in the city. Would you like to come? And you were like, uh, you know, Gina, truthfully, I'm really not in the right space right now to be going out. And I was like, actually, I didn't ask you if, like, you wanted to take me out. I'm asking you if you want to come out with me. And you were like, you just were like, listen, I don't really have any money right now. Yeah, like I, I felt like you fully didn't really understand what I was saying. Yeah, you to were, you were one hundred percent. So you, I like, I let you know what the deal was. You were like, Gina, I don't really have any money right now. Um, I'm just really not in a good place. And I was like, to which I get blown away by your response again. I'm like, okay, great, I got you. Yeah. I'm asking you to come out with me. I will. I got yeah, you. Don't you, worry you about it. Told me, so don't worry about it. Just yeah. come out with me. Yeah. And and at that point, what like, what was I supposed to say? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you still could have said no. No, I mean, I just <laughs> I felt that if, as long as I listen, if I was really upfront with you, um, and you still wanted to hang out with me, then to me that said that, like, we could chill. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I felt like I didn't want, I didn't want us to hang out and then be embarrassed because there was something that. I didn't, I wasn't upfront with you about, yeah. you know, like you came to see something like, oh damn, this nigga didn't tell me, you know, like, yeah, for you know, sure. I needed you to know the devil that you were dancing with, you know, and once that was clear to you and you were like, yeah, still come out, you made me feel comfortable, mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, all right, you know, like, and I'll be honest with you, you were the first person that I spoke to, um, that I, you know, that I wasn't hanging out about hanging out with at that time that really didn't care that I wasn't like in the, you know, in the right space at that time, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I just really valued who you were as a person. And because I knew you prior, I was willing to take that risk because talking on that phone with you that day, you were still the evil that I knew. So for me, it was like, I don't care if he doesn't have money. Yeah. That, well. that, that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything because I'm just asking you to come out and have a good time. I'm not looking. Ask, I'm not asking you to marry me right yeah. now. Well, there, you was, know? there was one thing that I didn't disclose, and so for for all of you that um, are unaware of that, don't know me personally, at that time, um, I had, along with hanging out with the wrong people, I had also been dealing with the substance abuse problem. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, in this still disclosing everything to you, I knew that once you saw me, you were gonna, you know, you were gonna truly see um, what was going on. Um, do you actually think that I was going to know? Um, 
yeah, because I I knew that I, you know, didn't really look the same as I did from the last time you saw me, and I was aware of that, you know. So, but that's interesting that you say that because I feel like um, there are many people that have a substance abuse problem that people that see them don't immediately know what's going no. on with them in their life. I there was trust me prior to you there was people that I ran into mm-hmm. in places that hadn't seen me in a while and were like. Yo, you okay? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, it wasn't the first time that somebody had seen me and be like, "Yo, you all right?" Like, yeah. you you know, like you look, you look like you know you're not the same person. Um, and so, but I, you made me feel different, and so I took the chance to see you. And let me tell you, when I jumped in the car, wait, hold on a second before you get to that point. I just want to say real quick. Um, oh, I don't. There <laughs> I was like I know what you're about no, to no, say. no, no. I'm not gonna say that. Um, real quick. Um. There was a person that commented that said, what do you mean you pursued him? And the commenter said that, and and our TikTok said that women think that they pursue men by making themselves available. I'm going to tell you right now how I pursued Evo. Not only did I call him, I drove to his house, picked him up at his doorstep. And as he walked out of his house, I immediately knew coming from a child that comes from two parents that were drug addicts. I immediately knew that he was addicted to drugs. And the, when the minute you walk, sat in that car, Evo, did I for one moment look no. at you differently? No, not at all. Not at all. And and not only that, but because you didn't look at me any differently, um, my first reaction to seeing you, because it wasn't one of a shock on your face, mm-hmm. what, it, what ended up happening is I all of a sudden I was flooded with all of these memories mm. of of who I was and who we were yeah. and, and and just things that I had just forgotten about. Like I, I was literally like a lost soul at that, at that point, you know, and I had been, I had become so disconnected from, you know, who I used to be that you were just such a breath of fresh air, yeah. you know? And, um, I knew that from the moment I sat in that car, I couldn't let you out of my sight after that. Like there was no way that I could continue carrying my, like going about, how my life was going um without you in it because you just you made me feel so different you know and it was crazy though because i knew immediately that you were on oh, yeah. dr- i knew immediately that you were on drugs um yeah. and this, this is this is the comment that we were saying because yeah. people were like <laughs> they're saying people were like what do you mean when you yeah. when you guys got together yeah. that he wasn't in a good space yeah. um i wish people could have yeah. saw but so wait pause for a second so <laughs> so fast like slightly fast forward to now when people meet us and they you know they see that you know the great chemistry that we have i mean whatever we just we have chemistry for um sure. and we've we've worked on building a solid relationship and a lot of people you know you know not gonna lie a lot of people you know want that type of relationship yeah they want and, that will and jada love yeah and so what we, you know what we have to say to that and what we said on a tiktok was that you know people don't realize when we first got together I wasn't the person that most girls would even take a second look at. Oh, for you know? sure. And what I literally said was they probably walk by me and throw a cigarette out on me. Yeah. You know, because I, you know, it was really like something. You know, you know, you were just, you saw beneath all of that. I mean, you knew more. You knew more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um, it just you know puts light to you know sometimes what you feel like you you what you want mm-hmm. is not necessarily what you need as a person. Yeah. You know? And you knew what you needed in your life, and yeah. you knew that I, I knew that you possessed it. I knew, you knew that I possessed it, you know. But it was just it was it was covered with dirt at the time. Oh yeah, it was buried deep. So 
you know, we go out that night. We have a great fucking time. Yo, let me tell you something. I got to <laughs> give her credit. That night, she even gave me money. She gave yeah. me, she picked me up and she was like, I know you said you didn't have money. And, you know, like, and I never forget this. She said, I know you said you didn't have money. She was like, here's $300. I want you to spend this tonight on yourself and on me like it's yours. Yeah. And I don't want you to think twice about it. And I would ask you to go buy me drinks. I'm like, go get me a drink. Yeah. And let me tell you something, man. You want to talk about picking somebody's spirit up and putting them up in the clouds when they were like, you know, so feeling so low in life. Um, that's exactly what that did. And we had so much fun yeah, that we night. Did. We had a lot of fun. I remember, um, I, I think one of my favorite parts of the night was there was a part where you were dancing with my two friends and I was just sitting there looking at you three like, look at these fucking <laughs> and little did i know that there was a relationship happening right there between you and one of my best friends <laughs> that like the two of you you guys were like just in your in your glory at that moment and you were stomping and you were whistling you yeah. were doing all the things that evil loves to do and i was in such an awe of you because again i was seeing you for who you really were and i was so enjoying that we had a great time that night um you actually came home with me that night. Um, my kids were with their father that mm -hmm. weekend. We did not sleep in the same bed. Nope. I went in my kids' room. You stood. I. We woke up the next morning. I took you home. Bitch went to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. I went. I went back to your place out of pure convenience. Like it wasn't convenient yeah. for you to take me all the way home. Yeah, because you, you had to work. Yeah, you, I lived far. You had to work in the morning. You know, we had been drinking and stuff like that, and it just it would just made sense. You know that we dealt yeah. with it in the morning. Actually, I don't even know if I had to go to work, but I think I had to pick my kids up later you, that you day. You definitely had something going on in the morning, yeah. and you took me home at the next morning, and you know, <laughs> and to 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 like like kind of make it like a little bit of a Cinderella story. Um, I still had the devils that I was dealing with back home. Yeah, you know, and not long after that, even though like we decided to start seeing each other again, uh, I ended up getting locked up yeah i'll never forget actually how that story went down we were supposed to go to the movies together and your brother came to where i worked like not to tell me what happened but because he was there for something else yeah and i was like oh actually i'm supposed to go out with your brother tonight and he was like um yeah, I actually don't think that happen. that's going to happen because Evo's in jail right now. And I was yeah. like, okay. And this was like maybe like a couple weeks into us dating, maybe like three weeks. Yeah. It, it really wasn't even that long. Mm -hmm. Long story short, you wind up getting locked up and then you wind up admitting yourself into rehab. The halfway house, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a rehab program. And um, you were there for three months. Mm, no, I was it? Yes, you're right. I, yeah. was, I was there for No, three trust months. me, I'm, I know. Yeah, you were there for right. three months. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I was there for three months. So if people want to talk about how did you pursue him, not only did I like still want to be with you. She waited for me. You were there for three months. I remember the day you came home. I'll never forget. Because like you actually got out a little earlier than you were supposed yeah, to. I, yeah, I got out because I was doing really well. Yeah. Um, and I had showed a lot of progress. And um, I needed that. I needed that break. I needed that separation from my uh, my everyday people, places, and things um, in order to get my mind in the right place. And as soon as I was disconnected from my environment, that coupled with the opportunity of being with you again and how you made me feel, I really made the um, uh, all of the effort to change You know, my mind, my body, and my soul. Um, and it showed. It showed there, and like I really excelled past a lot of people that were there, that were just kind of passing through. Yeah. You know, a lot of people that you know the staff that worked there, they saw it, and I eventually ended up getting out early. 
and I didn't know that you were you surprised me. And while you were there, you you sent cards to me. We yeah. talked on the phone when we could. I couldn't visit you though because it was on Saturdays. Yeah, and I and like uh, I worked every Saturday, yeah. and then there were Saturdays where like I had my kids. It was so difficult for me to go, but we talked as much as we could. You sent me cards, which I still have, and. Um, I'll never forget the day that you called me when you got home early. I was actually on my way out the door to get a rental car because my car was in the shop um, getting some body work because somebody had hit me or something like that. And I was like uh, literally about to walk out the door. And as I'm walking in my hallway to go out the door, my phone rings and I pick it up and it's you. And you're like, hey, what's up? You're like, I got home early. And you were like, you want to go grab some lunch? And I was like, when I tell you I was in fucking shock, I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, of course. And I was like, I'm I'm actually about to walk out the door, like, to go get a rental car. And, like, it's perfect timing. Yeah. So, like, I went and I picked up the rental car. I went and I picked you up again. We drove to go eat lunch. We went to the park that day. Like, we had a great fucking day. Yeah, I remember did. you did, like, fucking, um, you were like, let's see what this truck could do. And I remember you did, like, little, um, what do you call those things? Um, donuts? Yeah, you like kind of like in the in the park that yeah. we were in, and the truck was trash. It was, <laughs> but we wind up having a great fucking time, and that is it, ladies and gentlemen. We have been together ever yeah. since. Yeah. Even though there was still at that point, evil, we still dated. We were um, not officially boyfriend and girlfriend until later that year, where evil was like, okay. I know for certain I 100% want to be with you and you had a lot of progression. Yeah. You had went from living at home to living with roommates and to having a good job. And um, so all of 2005 was really like you getting yeah, back on I had, track. Yeah, I had to get on my feet, yeah. And um, I supported you through yeah, that you time. I wind up losing my job at that time. I wind up getting laid off for like a little, um, a little stint. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. It yeah. was because um, the, uh, the collapse of... The economy had yes. happened right around that time. Yeah. Or something like that. I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I remember like me having some extra time and I was like really being supportive to your like I was I was taking you to and from work. I was mm -hmm. picking you up at home. I was doing the most. Yo, let me tell you something. <laughs> she gave you gave me a phone. Oh my god. I didn't have I didn't have a phone. Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot. Got me about a that. phone, right? It was like it wasn't having it that I couldn't call her. Yeah, I was like, that, yeah, that, let that, me tell that. you something, man. Like I I, I just feel like that people really underestimate um what it is to have you know a, a a woman pursue someone yeah you know and how you like really supportive you were of, of that and you would lend me your car all mm -hmm. the time i didn't have a car at the beginning yeah um you know to like help me allow me to go places and you know seek employment and stuff like that and you know take care of my stuff and um yeah i mean like you really really like were a crutch at the beginning for me and this is why when people are like, I want what you and Evil have, I'm like, you ready to put in that work, girl? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> but the, see, here's here's the here's the the um the laugh behind all of it was that again, you knew going back to us being in college how driven I was, mm -hmm. and if that drive could just ignite, yeah, you knew what would come from that, and it eventually did. I took a really big chance, though, yeah, because a lot of people, again, me being a kid that was a product of parents that were drug addicts, I've seen drug addicts relapse yeah, over and yeah, over again. It doesn't come back. And I was taking, I, I guess you could say, even a bigger risk because I was a single mom at the time. Yeah. You also had not met my children either. You had, you 
I did not I let seen, you see them. I had seen Anthony. You brought him to school one time. Yeah, this is right? and that's I before. I yeah, that was yeah. before anything. I just you just brought him to school one time, and I was yeah, like, "Hey, this your little man." Oh, because yeah. we were having they were having like a carnival. Or yeah, something at yeah. Our and I mean, I just seen him. We met one time, and I had no of of, of um you know of your younger son. I didn't even know what he looked like. You yeah, know? I also waited quite a while to introduce you to my kids. Yes, yes, you did. Uh, because that was just something that I wasn't comfortable doing. Um, but. So yeah, like we've been together since that point and to say that we still from that point didn't have so many other things that we had to overcome as a couple and that's a story for or those are stories for another time but yes. I, I thought it would be great to share this so that yeah, people absolutely. could kind of understand like our full dynamic yeah. and why sometimes you and I see things very differently because of like how our dynamic right from the beginning was very different Yeah, and I just want to say I fully pursued my husband, mm -hmm. okay? And he was a diamond in the rough. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not that I was perfect, but he definitely, yeah. you know, he was, he definitely is a diamond. But once once, once I got going, I mean, I just. Yeah, you hit the fucking ground running. I hit running. the ground running. I said, hold on, because here we go. Right. And we've been gone ever there's since. Actually, <laughs> there's actually like a TikTok like that when they're like, are you ready to go? Yeah. Okay, just hold my hand. Mm -hmm. Hold my hand. Don't and then And the person <laughs> just starts running. The other person is like holding on behind them like, fuck, what the fuck? <laughs> the I kicked in the turbo, but was kicked in the way. <laughs> <laughs> was, was like, what's that thing in Fast and the Furious? The nitrous. Yeah, you were like, he's, he's got nitrous. No, it's, they didn't call yeah, it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's Nas. Nas, that's yeah, what that's it what it is. That's nitrous. They were like, oh shit, Evil got Nas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Evil was like, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> so, yeah, so to oh, all man. of you that, you know, that think that, you know, these type of things that they're, you they know, don't exist. They don't, either they don't exist or, you know, that they're easily attained. They take a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and I think it's with anything that anybody does, you know, like anything that comes with success, it comes with a lot of trials and tribulations, you know, and the road to and the journey to that success. And you have to. Well, you know, without without failure, there is no success. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, it's tough, though. It's tough when you're like when you're good at something and you're good at it because you have full control of what you're good at and you, you deal with your failures and stuff like that internally. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a lot different than when you add another human being into that and you try to like create success with that you know you're dealing with two different personalities two different chemistry of, of people and to make that work you know is very challenging and within itself you know so well we definitely made it work uh because here we are yeah here we are and i here mean it's, are, it's still here we are you know, 20 years to some, later to some degree you know because we're evolving it's still always a work in progress oh for listen yeah. without a doubt and yeah. that, that's why i said it's stories for another time because Absolutely. yeah we are here 20 years later uh, but it's it's always a work in progress. And anything that is worth anything is always something that you should be working on. Definitely. And I know this as an artist and, and being in as long as we have been in this relationship. So that actually brings us to the end of the show. Yep. It was really nice to talk about it because it's something that like a lot of people have yeah, actually people. Act, asked us about like yeah. outside of social media mm -hmm. that we've never really like taken yeah. the time to get into. And but now, you know, inquiring minds wanted to know. Uh, but I really enjoyed, again, having this conversation with you. It's and always I, a pleasure. Yeah. I can't wait until uh, our next show where we talk about everything and yeah. anything. And until our next Shit Talk Fridays, peace out. Peace out.